We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Is he in? <laughs> I look like he was in. He was coming. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, he ain't in. All right. So, folks, what's happening? Um, this is episode 118. We're calling this episode the realignment. Uh, I'm just filling in right now because Charles will be coming in shortly and uh he'll be taking over the wheels for the show. But um, real quick before we get into it, uh, let's just do a whip around to find out how folks are doing. Uh uh, Reef, we'll start with you. How you doing, sir? Hey, man. Good to see y'all. Doing all right, man. Spend all day at the flower show, hanging out, you know, being outdoors and came back, tended to the hives and then jumped on, was ready to ready to rock and roll, man. Looking forward to tomorrow. Shoemaker class of 21. I will see y'all at your graduation. Congratulations. Uh, excited to see y'all tomorrow. That's what's up. Breezy, what's happening, man? Checking in. Good, man. It's, you know, summertime, starting to get them summer vibes. It's not happening yet because I still got a couple of uh, really important deadlines, but almost there. And then uh, then I'm off in, into summer wearing Hawaiian shirts and, <laughs> you know, the whole nine. Y'all might see me next week. I might have like a little fro sticking out of my, my hat. You know, it's about to happen. Gary Maddox style. It's about totally bozo. <laughs> I'm gonna do the bozo style, bro. It's about to happen. Yo, yo, I got, I got a really quick question, bro. It, yeah, it, yeah. Can you grow hair? Of course, I can grow hair, man. Which is talking about? No, I mean, like, like it's uh, not always where I want it to be, but yeah, I grow hair. <laughs> what do you think? I'm like some sort of gnome or what? Non gnome? <laughs> what is that like a Smurf? <laughs> <laughs> man, hey, uh, so uh. Folks on the check-in, I'm doing well. A um, little disturbed by uh, some of these Twitter interactions, but I'm sure we'll be able to get into that in depth tonight. And so, fellas, we're calling this the realignment. Um, and so, Chris, I kind of I kind of want you to come in and set up, like, just the realignment because I'm taking it from the uh, the big tent <laughs> and the bigoted tent, right? <laughs> So we're gonna start there. We start with. Which one are you in, bro? Out of those two, which one are you in? Hey, depending on how you describe it, I'll, I'll determine. But yeah. uh, big ten, bigger than ten. Listen, if anybody has been watching us or following us for the last, you know, three weeks to a month, they they know what we are talking about. That there's a moment that is happening right now in education reform, where I am saying, quite honestly, we need to start thinking through who our friends really are. We need to keep the main thing, the main thing, which is we want all of our kids to get an education and whoever we have to work with to make sure that on a big level, we can get all of our kids educated. We need to work with whoever. But as we said in our last show, there are no permanent friends. There are no permanent enemies, only permanent interests. And for black people, after 400 years or more, a permanent interest in the United States is every single black child getting educated to the point where they can defend themselves intellectually and economically, politically, socially, and physically 
in the United States in a way that has never happened before. So we have a big task ahead of us. And anybody who wants to show up to help us get more educational opportunity, more self-determination, more power, we can work with. But there does come a time where some of our friends are so problematic where you have to draw a line and say, all the school choice in the world isn't worth it for me to stand next to you right now. All of the student achievement test scores in the world isn't enough for me to stand next to you right now. You can't be dropping into states, cutting off black people from the vote. You can't be passing laws that muzzle teachers from teaching our kids the real truth about this country, the truth about the country that they live in. If you wanna do that, that's on you. But just realize we're not punks. We're just people who know how to pick friends for temporary amounts of time to get what we want. We're strategic, but we're not stupid. And that means sometimes there needs to be a realignment. We need to have a family talk. We need to talk to each other. Say, family, listen, I don't think that we got all the right friends right now. I think there's some people in our tent who might be just a little too problematic for our long-term interest right now. And we're gonna have to cut some people loose. And that might open us up to some new friends that we didn't even know we had or that we needed. Some people that maybe we had disagreements with before. Maybe there's some people that we're like, well, wait a second, homie, why are we fighting with each other? We both want equity and justice and a racially straight up country, right? So maybe we should start working together. So that's my setup for tonight is that we have friends who are watching us. We have friends that are participating. We have friends in the show, in the comments right now. If you are a friend, Let's, re let's look to somebody else who doesn't need to be a friend anymore and say, you're not a friend no more. Let's draw the line where we need to draw the line. It's time to realign. Every black and brown child needs not just to get an education, but they need to get a just education. And by just, <laughs> we're here for a check. You owe us some shit. When Gloria Lansing Billings says there's an educational debt, it's time to cash it. We don't want a debt anymore. We want that check cashed. We want to cash it. And that means the new Jane Crow is over on the left. And that means this uh, Jim Crow part two on the right also needs to get called out. And we need to find some new friends. That's it. That's my setup. What's say y'all? What's say y'all? <laughs> so so one of the things that I want to say real quick is that, bro, this kind of show is just really dangerous, right? And... I'm here for it, right? But it's dangerous because <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Yeah, it's, I get you. It's dangerous because you know so, some people are in the same rooms with these folks, right? As funding decisions are being made, uh, as opportunities for growth are being decided, mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Like some people are part of these conversations with these same people that we're talking about now, right? And so what I'm saying, because I'm only going to speak for me, is that I give a shit about none of that funding. I don't give a shit about none of that stuff, right? If we cannot align on you looking at the humanity of Black people, of Latinx people, of um, LGBTQ uh, plus people, then I don't want to have nothing to do with you. I don't want you nowhere near me. I don't want that energy. I don't want none of that. We can't work together. And so my line in the sand is not 
I'm not teetering here, right? Like I'm full throttle. We can't work together. Fuck you. <laughs> well, okay. Well, shit. Now shots fired. Is that kind of show now? Damn. <laughs> Welcome, Charles. Man, how you doing? I know you're going through a lot. I mean, it's you know, it's been a it's been an interesting day. Um, for the folks that don't know, uh, you know, one of my favorite people, uh, actually my favorite person, like a father to me. My uncle uh, had a stroke Friday, so you know, got out here, got to see him today. Uh, just you know, taking care of our family stuff and making sure things is is uh, you know the way that they need to be. And and y'all have dealt with that. I mean, far be it. I had to show up if Sharif, you know what I'm saying, went through what he went through and showed up. I definitely had to be here for folks. So. Um, but you know, he I, we took some pictures. He was he was looking good. His speech was coming back, and we just gonna fight it and have him have him ready for when he get out. But uh, I wasn't gonna miss this show. I, I know how much this episode meant to both Chris and Ray. And I saw Ray's post on Twitter uh, where he was giving a disclaimer. And anytime Ray is giving disclaimers, uh, I don't think you want to miss it. So uh, <laughs> uh, Josh, the next time somebody goes full screen, I just did another internet test, so my speed should be back at normal. So I'll switch when. Any when next with the next person that checks in or wherever we go with this topic, just give somebody the whole screen yeah. <laughs> and I switch. Mm. Yeah, man. No, I, I think you know what we are what we've been talking about has been you know pretty consistent. You know, the eight million black children, um, you know, who attend public schools, and you know, many more who attend other schools. Uh, you know, like they that's that's our North star. Like that's, you know, at the end of the day, how they are situated, how they are able to perform and who has their best interests. Like, you know, some folks who are interested in education, they're not interested in black children. You know, they may have other reasons, uh, you know, for, you know, being in a situation. I, I, I think about those colleges or the military, whoever those folks are, where they say, look to your left. Look to your right. Some of y'all ain't going to be here, you know, um, next mm-hmm. month. Or next. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I've always felt with some of these folks, because at the end of the day, like our our grounding source is is rarely the same as as others. So even if we may be across the table for certain things, you know, when we're saying like black liberation and be able to speak for ourselves, define ourselves, have our own schools. That's not always that's a very small group of folks who support that unequivocally. You know, there are a whole lot of folks who are like, well, how about, you know, you speak for yourself 10 percent of the time. Let us be, you know, like or how about you have a school, but we actually pull all the strings. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not, you know, it, it, the 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 tent has always been really, really small, in my opinion. Um, you know, we're just as always as our people have always done, just trying to navigate all the complications of being in America that has a a. Uh, you know, a marriage to anti-blackness. You know, there's a deep commitment to anti-blackness and we just have to make sure that our commitment, uh, we keep refining it and, and staying true to to our kids, our children and our communities. Yeah. Um, Charles, take over, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Well, thank you for holding it down, Ray. Uh, I mean, you know, I think I think y'all doing a. I don't know what's happening with the camera. That's that's dope, though. The green. I like that. Uh, it's just it's just one of them days, man, where stuff just be happening. Right. Um, but no, I think I think, Ray, I think you were right on the money with having Chris kind of set the tone and the pace. And I think that we got to give some context. I don't I don't know if every, like again. Right. That's always my thing is like. Uh, the, the conversations that we have about this and some of these articles, like we, 
was talking about with the CRT thing, there's a lot of people that aren't quite sure what we're talking about. So I think that, you know, Chris, Ray and Reef, because I think y'all covered this on Friday. Right. Um, just help build the context. Right. Of, of what this new 10 is and why we need it and, and kind of what's going on. Um, I think we talked about it in a nebulous way, but I, I think it's some stuff happening. And, you know, let's let's let the, the, the all the folks that come in and tune in with us every week, like in on that stuff. Yeah. All right. I got it. All right. So <clears throat> to set this up nice. Right. Um, a lot of ed policy is driven by think tanks. Right. And so, uh, you know, there's certain kinds of think tanks uh, and, and Chris can definitely come in and, and, and fill in uh, for, for the think tanks on the less on, on the left. But right now I want to focus on uh, the conservative right wing think tanks and then also the libertarian uh, think tanks, right? Because you think libertarian, some of this shit that's coming out of uh, these think tanks, you don't think that it would be associated with libertarians. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it, there's there's about a, there's a top fifty in terms of like uh, think tanks, and these folks generate their own money from articles that they put out or whatever revenue that they're able to garner. But many of them have endowments, so they don't even have to raise money. Okay, in some so cases, somebody has left them tens of millions of dollars and they don't even have to raise money. So yep. they got all the freedom in the world. Yeah. But then they're yeah. also raising capital as well with the bullshit. Yeah. Put out, right? yeah. yeah. And so my focus, right. I, I'm focusing on two. So I'll focus on Manhattan Institute, which is the number one, uh, uh, conservative think tank, overall think tank, right. It's ranked mm-hmm. number one. Right. Mm-hmm. And then AI, which is ranked about number 10. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think the most racist shit comes out of AEI. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm start. I have a working theory. That's that, a hell of a competition, though, bro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. If they number one, they, they bad as hell if they number one, boy. <laughs> right. There's some competition. Go ahead, bro. Ah, man. But like, but not all think tanks are bad. I don't want folks to walk out of this thinking that, oh, Ray has all this heat for all think tanks or whatever, because I like, I, I I like some of the stuff that comes out of Cato Institute. Uh, Corey DeAngelis, uh, Dr. Corey DeAngelis is very consistent with his message in terms of uh, school choice and just uh, putting the feet to the, the fire to the feet of unions or whatever. So I like that message, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into the messages that are not scatterbrained, that are just like consistent, right? Mm. And so what we're seeing now is that we're seeing this attack on critical race theory, but this shit is planned. This is calculated, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the AEI camp, they said they structure this shit well, bro. So like you'll get a release on Monday from Rick Hess. Bam. Then Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday, all saying the same thing, different authors, right? All saying the same thing. And it's like, as I'm doing more research on the libertarian perspective in terms of like how this narrative drives both higher ed and it's now seeping into K-12, bro, they got so much money that where certain colleges only teach certain courses based off the fact that they got these big time donors that are like, hey, listen, I'm giving you all of this money and I only want you to teach this, Right. And then you get these folks that are on boards that are uh, that that have uh, schools of journalism that are named after them. Right. And then they can throw a whole monkey wrench in somebody getting tenure. You see that at the University of North Carolina. So, bro, 
it's some shit happening. And I hope folks are woke. woke no, I don't want to say woke, but I hope folks <laughs> are enlightened enough. We'll say enlightened enough to to want to wanna peel back the layers to try to figure out what really is going on in education because it's about to get ugly. So I'm hearing one one of one of the big groups around is like you were saying were specific think tanks and the folks that's trying to map and 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 you know guide policy. Uh, Chris and Reeve, do y'all have? You can you can piggyback on what Ray was saying, but also are there other groups as well um, or folks that you know help spawn you know? And I, I think what Ray said was pretty poignant. Uh, anything to add or or, or compliment with? I mean, I, I could just quickly say something about the moment that we're in. Right now at this moment, um, there could be a lot that could change in education for us if we were organized and focused and paying attention. And one side, one group is trying to usher all our kids right back into the door, into the nonsense that they had before and pretend like they didn't just waste a year of our time uh, with having their, their systems all jacked up. So one group of people wants to just usher us back in the building, cut off all the remote learning, all the like pod supports for parents, things that, you know, were starting to look promising for us money directly to parents so that, you know, we could do our own thing. So they want to start foreclosing on opportunity that came out of this last year and pretend like it didn't happen. The other group of people to the right of us, um, as we usher everybody back in, want to start passing dictates on how we can think about race, how we can talk about it in classrooms, what we can teach our students, like what curriculum could look like. And in that, there is a black power vacuum. There is a brown power vacuum. We are in a the unenviable position once again of having white powers that be on the left and the right determine so much about what's possible for us right now at this moment that it's making me sick because the bottom line is we should be way more powerful and organized in this and making demands rather than requests. And right now we have to make requests if we're just honest about the way that the power is working. Yes, I see a lot of groups in education advocacy who put out a lot of tweets about all that they're doing and the great meeting that they had just had or the thing that they just did. Fam, we got to be uh, real with each other, like tweets and and media presentations and being on Fox and all that type of shit is not the same thing as opening schools, legislating schools, making rules about what can be taught to who, when, where and how. That's a different level of power. That's white power right now. Right. So black and brown power right now, there is no think tank that is equaling like there is no black think tank dropping into states, meeting with the governor privately, saying pass this voter registration law that dis dislodges entire groups of white people from the vote. That is a level of power we don't have. As a matter of fact, one there was a black woman legislators that was happening in Georgia who got arrested for knocking on the damn door. When the governor was in there signing that exact bill that had been brought to him by a white think tank, and he signed it with several white men beneath a portrait of a goddamn plantation behind closed doors, not even in the public. And there was a black legislator trying to get in to expose this and show it. And she got arrested. Fam, that's a different level of power than what we have right now. I'm not trying to put us down. I'm trying to tell us this is not a moment to continue the bougie bullshit like the stupid organizing, the tweets, the, the, the stuff that don't work. Listen, I tweet like everybody else tweets. I, I, I am part of this thing. 
I'm calling myself out. I'm calling us all out, though, at the same time and saying we're not talking about the type of power we need right now at this moment. Yeah, you know, but I, but I thought that's what the NAACP does. I thought. Oh, James, stop it! See, I know I did. Like, troll us. No, I mean, when you said <laughs> like, they a, definitely would say that's what they do. They definitely say tank meeting, trying to push and protect the people, support. You sure that's not what they do? I could have swore that's what they were doing. Pam, I am sure that is not what anybody does. Not just to call them out, anybody. Mm-hmm. I just want to be be clear. This reminds me of uh, somebody sent me uh, had posted a clip uh, a couple years ago and it was like it may have been Lord of the Rings or something. I don't know. But it was this woman and man and they were arguing and the man was like, knowledge is power. And she was like, yo, get this joker. They like hemmed him up. All her solar henchmen hemmed him up. She's like, no, power is power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your knowledge ain't power. You know, they about to slit his throat. He talking about knowledge is power. I, I know a lot of stuff. I tweet a lot of stuff. I, I got followers. She's like, nah, like, check this out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to slit your throat. And if we're not careful, um, that's exactly what will be happening. And I think that that unity that you talked about, and, you know, we've spoken about this before, like, you know, I'm not down with him, but the picture that he drew, uh, I'm talking about Ben Franklin of, of that uh, snake, and he said, unite or die, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking to the colonies, but he he might as well, you know, like, we can take, you know, some of those same messages, right? Um, of, like, what it actually means, what's at stake, Right. And stop playing. Right. Like so 2020, you know, I, all this stuff is connected. Right. Like what happens in 2022? Right. Midterm elections. What happens in 2024? All of these messages about like, no, don't let them talk about this. Don't let them talk about that. You know, someone there was this conversation like, oh, the American experiment is over. Like it's two countries. Right. We don't belong to either. We're we're people without a country. Like if they actually divide and say like, oh, this is this Absolutely. is a red and a blue. And those are the two countries. Yo, we don't have one. So we better get down with the new uh, new Africa Republic or whatever. But like <laughs> is that right now, like that we are we are a group of folks without a country. If it if, even if it ended up with that kind of red country, blue country. So I love we, I love so well. S.O.L. I, I love what y'all just said. And I, and I want to just draw a bridge. Right. Because I think there might also be some people that's watching that's like. Well, I don't write or I ain't on Twitter. I ain't doing that. Right. Or I don't know nobody in think tank. So that's not really impacting me. But I think when we talk about this realignment or as the Migos would say, some straightening. Right. As we straightening this out. You know what I mean? I also think that there is a role that we all play. So it might be that person in your PTA. It might be these people that have posed to be your friends or said we in this together. You feel me? But then what happens is that it's like, yo, like. Wait, you really not worried about my black kid being able to learn as much as you are wanting to keep things status quo for your your, your kid or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. I, I started my work doing this as a social worker. Right. I was in IEPs. I've been in over like 200 IEP meetings. Right. Like this is that that's what I was kind of doing. And you build interesting allies when you're doing that work. You know what I mean? And then after that, there might be some stuff politically that we don't agree on. I actually think what Sharif did is the best example of what you're talking about, Chris. When Sharif said Here's this thing from Ben Franklin, but I don't really rock with him, but I rock with this piece. You have to learn how to take what you need from these people mm-hmm. and leave the rest behind. Mm-hmm. And like Ray said, draw a line in the sand. If, and, and in my doing that, if I find out that you actually don't care about my life, then you're just out of that whole circle in general. I think there has to be a framework that people are thinking about this by. But I want to that's the thing I was spending a lot of time on because I knew we were going to go this route. Right. And I was like, that's a really dope route. But I didn't want any of our people that may not be in it in the same way 
to feel like, well, I don't have no role in that because I don't know these people like y'all know these people. Right. And it's like, no, you know, a few of them, you know, Miss Betty, you know, that person at that school board meeting that don't care about how when they was trying to get choices for themselves. But then y'all got rid of y'all principal for the same reason. Right. Like and I just think that we all got to do a little bit of straightening around what is our priority. We got to stop this thing with one and invite people to barbecues. <laughs> All right. Bro, listen, let me tell you something real quick. I ain't invited nobody to no goddamn barbecue. Fuck. <laughs> so, bro, I, yo, I'm so, yo, Charles, I feel like you tonight, bro. And so, and so, message to Steven, right? And message to y'all too. If we ever go to a conference and Steven is there, right? Who is Steven? Chris knows who Steven is. I'm punching him in the face. Well, you probably shouldn't say, he's not, we're not going to say that on camera, but yeah, and punching the face is a colloquial that sometimes black people use to say, I'm going to give him a real good hug. So I'm, I'm so happy that Raymond is feeling, uh, sure for any authorities that watch this, for any authorities that watch this, I see, I, every time I'm about to see the three of them, I'm like, man, I can't wait to punch you in the face. So that's yeah. exactly what that means, man. So it might be a lot of people getting punched in the face, but I do think that the, that the heat that you bring in, Ray, is the right, listen, man, we talking about lives of our kids. We talking about lives. We talking about our people. And again, I am so astounded by the way that this CRT thing took off because again, we got black folks talking about this. Like we've been getting it. Like, like it's such a, all this stuff works. All of this stuff works to empower white supremacy. That's why it is such a, that's why it's been so good. That's why it's been so well done. That's why it has stood the test of time. And, and, and it, it, you know what I'm saying? So that's how it self-designs itself. But I just wanted to make sure we built that context, right? So we can now go in. And, and, and Ray, Chris, I actually think y'all should get your shit off tonight. I actually think, like, yo, the, and, and this is why I'm not going to speak for Chris Ray. I'm not going to speak for you. Chris, I'm going to ask you, Chris. I'm going to ask you, Chris, because, like, we all got our own groups of friends. And right. sometimes we got friends that somebody in the group is like, that's your friend. That is not my friend. That's, that's right. what I'm talking about. Right. I don't that's like right. that person. Right. And I think that part of this and I think part of the reason that Chris is actually leading and going so hard on this, because I think Chris has been like, nah, we're doing this work together. And I think that there is not just deep disappointment. Right. But I do. I do feel like on some of these cases, you feel personally offended because and, and I think that it's OK to say that because I would, too. I want to be real, too, though. And you can rescue me from what I'm about to say. So I'm going to say it. And then Dr. Cole's going to clean it up. Or all y'all going to clean it up. Y'all y'all can help me out, too. You know, it's, it's a bad night. And, and Ray, can, shit up. And Ray <laughs> can you give us a heads up, too, when we need to clean this up? Because what I'm Ray, about I got to say, you, both of y'all need to clean this up because it's going to cut your direction. So to the right of me, there are definitely inspiration people who are inspi inspiring me to say that we need to realign right now. <laughs> to the right of me, there are people that have that are losing their goddamn mind. They're hanging out with Trumpanzees and the Trumpanzees are going apeshit right now all over the place, dropping legislation that is important to us, like important against us. Uh, and we're not paying attention. Sometimes we're sitting in a a room with these people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're in a meeting with them. Sometimes we are doing something together. We're breaking bread. And, and, and there's, there's Jane Crow and Jim Crow sitting right at the table with you. No. Right. 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 So, so you're, you're doing that, but, but when a snake bites you and you ask them why they bit you, a snake says, I'm a snake. Why do you think I bit My you? When a scorpion bites you and you ask a scorpion, why'd you bite me? And a scorpion says, what part of me being a scorpion don't you understand? Right. So so there's that. 
there's that part, right? Because you got to play this game very, you know, this entrance convergence game. You got to play it very delicately. Sometimes you take some chances on people and sometimes they prove themselves to be exactly who you shouldn't have been taking a chance on. So there's that. But when we say that there are people in our own community and people who like when I talk to people who say I might leave out all this shit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As if tomorrow, like our kids aren't going to be important tomorrow. When they say that, like, oh, I don't pay attention to all that shit that goes on up, up in Congress, or I don't pay attention to this is the part y'all going to need to clean up. After 400 years of your ass being in oppression and being the richest you've ever been in the goddamn history of black people in the United States, having cell phones and foods that makes you fat and all kinds of shit you never had before in your goddamn life. Like being in one of the biggest information societies that has ever existed, where information is open and free to you all day, all night long. Having more shit than any of your ancestors ever had. You don't know when a law is going to pass. You don't know when a bill is about to kill your ass. You don't know when your children are about to be in harm's way. You don't know nothing about that life. Why? Okay, well, maybe I just don't rock in that circle. Okay, well, you don't rock in that circle. Why not? Well, you know, I got people who do. Oh, well, what are those people who do who know you? What are they doing? How is it that this other side, the other team, down to the most ignorant mom on the other team can show up to a goddamn school board meeting acting like she done read from the same script as somebody 3,000 miles away? How you gonna have somebody in Kentucky and somebody in Idaho and somebody in Seattle show up to a school board meeting the same jacked up ass asymmetrical haircut and say the same dumb shit out of a microphone as if they had a private meeting on a Tuesday night somewhere? From the the richest, wealthiest, kind of smartest of them to the dumbest and the lowest and the most ridiculously ill-informed of them, they are about their white power, right? United. But where the hell is our shit? Why am I talking to six-figure people who are talking about, man, this education shit is hard? Really? (laughs) It is? For real. There is no excuse right now for 8 million black children to have such a sorry ass group of people fighting for them. Now fight me on it. Help me out because this is this is this is we white power is going to white power. It has white powered for a long time. White power is a self-cleaning oven that is criminally insane about reproducing its pride and its privilege. It will do it forever. Duh. We knew this for how long? Now what? Now what? Eight million black kids walking into that shit. I know what their team is doing. And I know we do need to realign and call some folks out on the right. But we also need to call out some some of our talented 10th, some of our untalented millions, some of our people who like are sitting up in barbecues or tweeting out shit about Ciara and Russell Westbrook and 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 you know any any of the 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 the, the news of the moment. You've been waiting to get that off. <laughs> you've, been, you've been waiting to get that part off. And he even put the wrong Russell in there. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. Whatever. It's all fun and games until your no, kids ain't listen, getting I mean, educated. But, but it's all fun and games until eight million kids are actually like gristled for the prison system and for the welfare system. I mean, you you know. That, oh, go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. That doesn't need to be cleaned up. I think that, that was appropriate. I think that that. No, some some people gonna be offended by that. Fuck some people are gonna be I think people get, think people get offended by, by a lot of stuff. And I mean, yeah. and I and I've said some of it. I've 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 thought about like leaving or doing doing it a different way or refocusing, right? And I mean, so I mean, I might be included in that group, right? I mean, it is what it is. I think one, I think people get to be happy and choose what they want to do. Like that's that's if something is making you miserable and you got the power to, to not do it no more, then that's what some people do. I think two, I think it's a lot of black people 
but it ain't a lot of black people in the sense of we talking about you talking about forces that people are going up against where a lot of these people I've been I've been at these school board meetings. I went to everyone for a number of years. Ask Jamoke, ask some Oakland people where that was their job. Their job was to go and do that. That's it. That's all they had to do. We would have meetings in the middle of school at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. And then the, the narrative will be black parents don't care about their kids. Well, no, black parents uh, traditionally in the schools that I've been a part of, they just had two working parents or one working parent, right? They didn't have a, a different structure where uh, the father went out and worked and the mother was able to take care of just all the education stuff, right? So there's that notion of that too, right? Like a lot of them people, you talking about them board meetings, wasn't just some regular house mom. It was somebody who's been trained, paid, and this is what they do. And I'm not one that says they saying it just because they get paid. I think that people get paid to say what they believe. Um, they just happen to believe that stuff. So I don't know if I need to necessarily fix it for you, Chris, but I think if we're going to have this debate and we're going to have this talk, it's it's a, again, you got to be okay with, it's some people, some of y'all I just don't rock with and we just don't have direct enough strategy and goals in order to discern. So, and, and then we get, and we get upset when it don't go that way. Let me give you an example. We might partner with a group, but we don't, on our side, on our black side, we just happy to finally have some help. We've been mm -hmm. screaming and somebody finally heard us. And look, these people from this other community want to rock with us. But what we failed to do was say, what are our united goals? What, how long are we doing this for? And what are our non-negotiables? Right. But see that, like you said, Chris, that other group done did that. Hey, man, we about to use these people to do this. And then we're going to do our thing. Okay. Now, None of that is sinister. One just planned a little bit more than the other ones. And I think that that goes to the credit of black people being some pretty trusting people for all intents and purposes, even though there's a narrative of the opposite. So I think we have to be smarter. There's some people on this thing right now that don't like me. It's some friends that you got that's powerful that don't like me. That You know what I'm saying? It's some, it, but if, if it makes sense for us to come together on something to move us forward. I'm very clear on what we're working on. And then I know as soon as that bell rings, we go in different directions, boo. We go in different directions. And it's also some people where it's like, I'm just not rocking with you. I'm just not fucking with you. And the funny thing about this dialogue between me, Chris, and all these people is y'all have heard me say some of this stuff about some of these same people that we're talking about now. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I don't think none of us was wrong. It's just that my threshold was just crossed at a different point in time. And it's like, well, fuck these people. Like, it is what it is. They don't rock with me. They don't, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I think that that's the other thing. And I think we just know a wide range of people the, between the four of us. We have, there are so many camps that we deal with. It's some people that I might deal with that Chris is like, I don't rock with them people. I don't like them people. You know what I'm saying? It's some people that Chris might that really love Chris and don't like me. And I'm like, I, Hey man, y'all do that thing over there. So I think that we have to be more strategic and, and intentional about when we partner with people that don't mean isolate yourself, but it means that be intentional and just know when that deal is over and walk away. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree for for, 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 for for part of it, but like some of it, it I mean, I'm let's not, do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even letting I'm not even letting myself even get to that deal, right? Like I'm all I'm like Kevin Gates on this, right? Like if I walk up to you and like I don't really feel your energy, then like I ain't talking to you, right? I don't got nothing to say to you. We don't, you know, I, I'm I'm an energy kind of person, right? And there's certain things that you can do in order to to, to make things align to where I would want to talk to you, like be consistent about advocating for black kids, but you can't waver, right? You can't have one foot in and then one foot out, right? You can't have one foot in when you're writing for Thomas B. Fordham Institute and then take that foot out when you're writing for AI. Fuck that. Nope. 
Then, I mean, but this again, y'all, you, you're talking about somebody that I don't know or rock with anyway, right? So I'm talking about in a broader spec, like it didn't even get that close to me. I don't even know who these people are, right? It, it, on some level, you know what I'm saying? Like I know name recognition. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Chris, I, you know, I, 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 let's, I want you, I love your response. I mean, you know, because I, I saw you have a reaction to that. I, I think it's a good conversation though. I mean, because let's, this is the straightening process. This is the straightening process. Y'all are watching four brothers right now that have often disagreed on the on, on different company that we might work with and keep. And we're realigning for the four of us and this eight black hands movement of what that's going to look like. So y'all, y'all, y'all should be thankful. This is like a Patreon episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, usually I, a private episode. Just it, so it is. People know. Yes. I mean, and, yes. I, and I just, I, I think a, a part of it and, and Chris, you brought up this snake, uh, you know, the snake analogy and it reminded me of this Cameroonian, uh, you know, uh, Proverb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, the people who are drowning will grab on anything, including a snake. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, like, what Absolutely. part what part of the uh, of the work has been, you know, folks drowning and grabbing on like, oh, wait a minute, I'll be able to move forward an inch or whatever and, and grab that. Right. Then on the other side, I think it still goes back to power, because I don't think if you're powerful is I don't think you're going to imagine if we had the unity and the power and, and the organizations who call themselves radical and revolutionary, but, you know, none of their work trickles down, you know, or is, and I shouldn't say trickle down, should like uplifts the, the poor and, and the marginalized, right? You know, and so they, their power is, is really weak. It's not real power, but imagine real power. Would we really say like, we're not having a conversation with people? No, we would. We would say we're having that conversation back to what you said, but we're not doing a request. We're doing a demand, mm-hmm. right? Because if you have a base of power, it, you're not worried about not talking to people. <laughs> you will talk to people because you're saying very forcefully, yo, this ain't, this is what's not going down, right? Because you're coming with a leverage point. And that's the difference. If you're going and you're impotent, then you're talking, it's not really, you don't have any power. You're just like kind of wishy-washy or whatever. If we had power, oh, we absolutely would have conversations and they'd be very, very different conversations. And I think those <laughs> those true. are two parts of the issue. Like, I, And so making sure that one, that we are continuing to find and, and holding our, our people accountable. Right. Like we know the crazy is going to do the crazy stuff. We know that none of that is new. Mm-hmm. Right. They've been they've been passing legislation against black folks, against talking, uh, speaking truth, saying like, oh, I can I can teach you, you know, even if I you know, I don't know anything about your struggle. or I don't care to know anything about your struggle. It doesn't matter to me, but I can still send your child to me. I can say that that's not new. They've mm-hmm. always said that. Right. That's all. When the missionaries came down to the south to open schools or open schools in the north, it wasn't on this level of like, oh, we are equal. These are the this is the genealogy of some of the same stuff. At the end of the day, if we are not united, if we don't have power and if we are not more radical, like the the radical folks in our history, they were closest to the truth. They were closest to the right path. As soon as we start getting soft and, 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 you know, shiny suits and want to be at the, you know, Dr. Howard Fuller called it out a long time ago. As soon as you start getting comfortable and thinking the work is actually in these fancy ballrooms, you've already you've already lost. Absolutely. You've already lost. And that's where we think the work is or on Twitter or on this platform and that mm-hmm. platform. Right. The actual work. Who were the folks doing the actual work? The Ella Bakers, the Fannie Lou's. Right. They were in the communities. 
And what's that? There's a quote that's something like it's if it's inaccessible to the poor, it's neither revolutionary or radical. Right. So stop calling it that. Stop acting like you're that. And if you're not that, then fine. The radical folks in our in our communities have always been closest to the right. And when I say the right, I mean the right path, the right way. Mm-hmm. So at this, we should have dropped in for folks listening and watching. Please share this show. If you are enjoying the show, we at that mark in the show where we would ask you for friends and family to help by sharing it with others. Uh, Retweet us right now as we are talking about Twitter. You only own Twitter. No, get on Twitter right now and Facebook (laughs) and tell a family member to uh, to to show up and listen uh, and and add comments and and join into join the family right now. Mm Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, go ahead, bro. We're scratching the surface, right? But we're not yeah. really talking about it. And so yeah. I, had, I had a conversation earlier with Mama Sarah Carpenter, and I promised her that I was going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Black people too, right? And Chris, you kind of talked about it as well when you talked about talented tenth or whatever, right? But sometimes it's not the unta- it's not the talented tenth, it's the untalented people, right? Because like how the young lady in Loudoun County was able to go in and go viral and then end up on Tucker Carlson, right? You got some folks that don't, you got some folks in our community that don't have a clear understanding of what critical race theory is and they hear her saying it and they hear her saying it with conviction even though she don't know what the hell she's talking about. For listeners, right? you're talking about a black yeah. woman. I'm about a black, a black woman, mother. Black yes. mother. Yes. Who, who went uh, to a school board a, meeting. A school board meeting. Yes. You know, and did this soliloquy about critical race theory and how it was used by our it was used by um people uh slave owners and Adolf Hitler and like what other kind of crazy shit she was saying that had nothing to do with the framework critical race theory, right? Yeah, but she showed up and gave the Candace Owens spiel is what right. she did. But she and, did. And that group of people is expanding right now, just yeah. to be real. That yeah. group of people is yeah. expanding. Right. But she did it in a way that like, if you are a lay person and you don't really know what CRT is, and you could be like, oh shit, I don't want my kids to learn that in school either, right? And then that spurns the next black person going and saying, oh, well, I don't I don't want CRT either. And like, but, but when you look at this whole, this is what they're doing, right? They're taking poor white folks. And that's who's framing this narrative because those are the folks that, of poor and working class white folks, those are the people that are showing up to these school board meetings, raising all hell about critical race theory being taught. Wait, so I'm asking- And they don't need a lot of like, they, they are not getting paid. Right. They, they don't need a lot of motivation. They are sucking down 24 hours of Fox News that gets them angry and motivated. So when they get an email that says, hey, at Loudoun County School Board, this is what's happening. The, the crazy wacko woke people are about to take over. Mm-hmm. They show up and they take they get babysitters <laughs> that night and they get in their little trucks and Volvos and they show up uh, and say the dumbest shit you've ever heard in your life as if they had have rehearsed it. But really, in, in some ways, the only inspiration that they need is not payment. The only inspiration they need is think, to think that there is a threat to the advantage oh, that their absolutely. kids are going to yes, have. Of course. Like, if you threatening the advantage your kids are going to have, that's all. That's the inspiration. That's well, it. I can be bad, but I'm not going to be worse than black people. Like, listen, I, I mean, it's right. a like so. So this is what's happening with those people. Right. And, and what's happening is people that they trust are giving them a faulty explanation of what CRT is, which is easy to do because like it's. 
it, it sounds very complicated, even though it's, it's really not. Right. Um, and so what happens is, is that people are motivated because, again, I might be poor, but I ain't them. And I'm better than that. And I think but they're doing something. And I think that instead of getting mad at them, understand what they're doing, because there's a few things that they're doing. That's true. They know what they want, which is for you not to have more power than them. Yep. They speak. They are on code. What is our code? If I ask, listen, if you ask some conservatives what their main goals are in a specific room, you probably gonna you're going to be surprised at how on point they are with each other. If you ask a group of random black folks in, in a room about what you want. At this point right now, I would disagree with that because then you well, got Liz Cheney camp and then you got the Trumpers. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm talking about on this specific issue. Liz no. Cheney and Trump people both are not cool. If, if, if you're a poor white person, you saying what they want to teach in schools is that white people are evil and everything they've done is evil. Yeah. And that all of y'all are racist and bad. Yeah. You, go, you got some and you got poor people in the middle of the country and in the south of the country. That's like my life is really hard. I don't know what you talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the same way that they galvanize those same people around guns, like because them black folks is coming, them Mexicans is coming. You want you gonna get your guns up now? Is that what we gonna do? Yeah, you're and right. that's why. Yeah. So so yeah. all I'm saying is, you see how fast gun laws change when the Black Panthers show up to to Sacramento with guns. Oh shit, I can't carry guns in, in California no more. You see how that happens? This is how. See, this is why knowing our history is just very important. And this is the part where I think where Chris and Ray was talking about. This ain't just white people. It do be our people. It does be our people. This is what happens when you do care more about being an activist in a classroom before you learn how to actually teach. This is what happened instead of in that history class when you're supposed to be laying this stuff out. Listen. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me if I'm a teacher and I'm good at my job, you can't tell me not to implement CRT tactics if it's my classroom. Because if I'm a good educator, I know the curriculum and I know how to do this in a certain type of way, which leave this kid more informed than when they got in there. So, I mean, and this is this is my code. My code is I do look out for black people first. I, I will give black people a little bit more leeway. I have a threshold and my threshold is. Black people with money or black people that have made sacrifices for their kids and said, I'm putting my kid in this private school and I'm moving my kid. And then they go and attack other black people for you for utilizing other options such as charter schools. Mm -hmm. I got an issue with that. I have a huge issue with that. I got an issue with like it's a Kim Peel sketch. Right. A lot of black folks get in the room with white people and be like, these are my white people. And they box you, you out. Can't have them. You I'm just can't saying, have somebody them. sent me. Somebody sent me the, the website to the AI thing. I saw one black face, fam. Them his yeah. white people. Even them his yeah. white people. So what I'm saying is, and I think this is a really good conversation for us to have. And I like this because we're not coming with like all. We just we are just really having a conversation, just trying to figure and work it out. So Chris and Ray, Reef and Ray, let's really start. So what is the solution? What does that look like? Right? Like what is our like, what do we want our people to be on lookout for? What do we want them to do? Like, let's equip these people. You know what I'm saying? That might be like, wait, do I have the right people in my camp? How do I look? How do I check? Usually you can check when, if you usually the poorest person in the room, that's, you know, uh, you can ask some questions there. Or yeah. when when issues of your humanity are the things that's put into question, as opposed to all this other stuff, right? So it's like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We was, we was aligned on the math curriculum, right? But wait, wait, we want to talk about what actually happens to black people with the police in this country. Well, well we don't no, want to no, talk no. anymore. I, th- I actually just don't. I'm so sick of talking. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. Well, uh, give us the plan. I, I, yeah. we, we need a separate and equal movement. And by separate, I mean separate. And by equal, I mean equal in power. So the woke movement, the woke movement 
actually has generated hundreds of millions of dollars off of Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice and, and Mike Brown and, mm-hmm. and all those folks. And ain't a, ain't near a police union contract in the United States with hundreds of millions of dollars. Police unions contracts are damn near the same they were the day all those brothers died <laughs> after hundreds of millions of dollars. Like so that's what woke gets you. Now the anti woke folks are trying to drop in and strip you of your rights to vote. Strip you of your rights to know what what what's up with your own history and how you teach your kids or whatnot. So while them two groups of imbeciles fight each other on the nonsense, a group, a coalition of the willing need to start something that is a positive conspiracy, that is a separate but equal uh, opportunity for us to push our own policy. And all these folks in the nonprofit industrial complex who I know, we all know each other. We need to check in with each other and start talking privately and separately about something that doesn't require grants, that doesn't require uh, uh, funding from somebody else, that doesn't require an agenda that is, is going to be put together by anybody else. And it doesn't have to be big or large scale, because I think sometimes we think if we can't do the big thing tomorrow, let's do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's nonsensical. But we do need new friends. We do need new friends. We need to start reaching out to new friends and new people and making connections that get solid and create infrastructure uh, um, uh, and a third party movement while we do the same thing that we're doing today, because that's what the other team is doing anyway. They're sitting in meetings with us and then they're having their other meetings. Yes, they are they're having the two meetings before they have the meeting with us yeah. where they've already discussed us. Right. You know, people going watching back. this show right, right now right. in the comments doing recon. There are people right now watching this show doing recon. They're doing white supremacist recon on the left and the right, as a matter of fact. So. So, yes, that is absolutely true. So we actually do need and, and, and to me, I don't have any big fancy plan. It's so unfancy because every revolution started with a conversation that was private and conspiratorial. Right. That's the way that these things work out. But we need to get our own heads straight. I know people who are so about their white dollars that they don't want to talk because they're so territorial and so about their turfism. Oh, I can't work with that parent group because they're trying to do what we do. You know, I, I don't want to work with, you know, that group in Memphis. I don't want to work at that group in Atlanta. I don't want to work at that group because, you know, they they their grant is like my grant, blah, 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 whatever. All right, cool. Step out of the movement then and step out of the way. You, you stay in that stupid people's movement and you keep doing that dumb shit because what dumb shit is, is it's not united. That's the dumbest you could possibly be mm-hmm. because there's so few of us that anything that isn't united and conspiratorial is stupid. So you go keep doing the stupid people shit, turn in your metrics, get your little grant, do your little thing and and stay over there. Mm-hmm. Everybody else who's serious, though, hit us up. Let's start talking. Let's start meeting. Let's start talking and let's be real. Not everybody gets to come. Not everybody gets to come. You that one face, you that one fly in the milk in that that foundation, you better be infiltrating and double crossing because if you aren't, you're not invited. So as a team, how do how, how y'all want to? So again, all four of us are we work together and we know each other and 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 we we trust each other. But again, outside of us, all four of us have our own groups that we that we might you know deal with or rock with that it ain't it ain't it ain't always sweet, right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm asking, I'm, I'm asking almost like from experience too, like what what's the what is our protocol when he fuck with somebody and I'm like, hey man. I don't think that dude like black people at all. And I don't think they fuck with me and y'all good. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've done this in Oakland. 
I've done this in other places. Like, well, Charles, I like working with people. It ain't that. It's just that I can work with you, but we ain't got to be the best of friends, right? But I have a, I told you, but I do have a personal code. You know, I don't know if we need to build a, a, a eight black hands code for ourselves. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what is our, what is People our modus operandi? Because look at who's been guest on the show. <laughs> you said what? Look at who's been guest on our show. What, what, what show is this, Ray? How many? It's 118, uh, baby. Okay, so this is 118 shows. Mm-hmm. Go back and find somebody we ever did a show who was crazy. Who was crazy? Yeah, I think we got a code privately. I mean, in a way, right? Mm-hmm. They don't make it onto the show. No, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm not, I forget the show, right? I mean, not not forget the show, but I'm talking about like in this work, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, listen, man, I, I just, you, again, Reef and every, all our ancestors, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> no permanent friends, no permanent in, uh, enemies, just permanent interests. Mm-hmm. But I think that we have to do a better job of defining what those interests are. And I think that different people have very different interests. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I do think that black and brown people are very spiritual people. I actually think that, we really like liking you. And again, just look at our last politics, right? <laughs> the Democrats, if somebody do something, like Democrats are the ones saying, kick them out. They got to go. Al Franken is gone. He out. The Republicans on cold, baby. The Republicans be like, he did what? But he's still going to lower our taxes, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just want to be clear, like, because I'm, I'm not dating him, but right. he, he's still going to. He's he going to redraw them lines so we get more power and more seats in this Congress, mm-hmm. right? Oh, we're going to get elected and then we're going to get the people in the Supreme Court that's actually going to probably take out Roe v. Wade? Well, I don't give a damn what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the code that we rocking with? And I think it's not well defined. I, and that's just a, a thing that we just saw play out. Hey, Charles, you're going to continue to see it play out, bro. I mean, like the way that, I mean, like, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of, if you, if you ever played sports, Right, or ever watch sports, or ever had like anticipation for for anything, you see it happening before it's even happening, mm-hmm. right? So like you see this redistricting, you see mm-hmm. like the the votes being uh, restricted in certain areas where where minorities can't get out. These mm-hmm. folks have even gone so far in Texas as to create obstacles for folks leaving church to go and vote. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of uh, you're going to see uh, you in the next presidential election. It's already stacked. Republicans will whoever comes out as the Republican candidate will more than likely. Oh, and Georgia, they home. They will, out here. Exactly. Will, will more than likely win the election, not based off this person winning the popular vote, but based off the fact that the cards have been stacked against us. Right. But then uh, in a parallel, we rise. Right. So just like the expectations for us not to get out to vote uh, in the last election, we uh, defied that myth by coming out in record numbers. I still see the potential for us to get even better in terms of galvanizing. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, to your point, I, I, I love the fact that we can we can set up these kinds of conversations that are uh, that are kind of behind the scenes to work with the folks that really want to do the work. Right like absent from funders, absent from like all of that stuff and whatnot, right? Because then that's a more sustainable movement. That's like a eight black hands Wall Street movement. I mean, think about right now, some of what is already going on. Charles has this this multi-black men uh, um, book club. They Black Hands has a black women's book club. Not supposed to be a black women's book club, but <laughs> black men ain't showing up to shout, that shout, one. Shout, I was, I was their special guest today. Shout out to them. Shout out to them, you know, right? 
And, um, you know, that whole wherever there's two of us, two or more of us, right? That that thing. We got church, baby. That is really how revolutions actually take place. You start too small for anybody to detect what you're doing and you build relationships that are so strong. So if everybody who is watching this right now, for instance, thought about who are the five dopest people in their circle that they can get together with on a regular basis to have some form of accountability with each other, we're going to be informed about all these issues concerning our kids. And then we're gonna each individually take it to five other people. If you got five people right now who made that promise to each other, that's 25 people in total, right? And, and, and 25 times five and 25 times five and cascading groups of people starting to uh, uh, be in touch with each other. I'm in a, in several national Facebook, Black Father Facebook groups where information is being passed to each other on many things about Black fathering, but not necessarily about this. Mm-hmm. But those connections are so strong. After people are sharing with each other on a weekly basis around other stuff, you can get a lot of other stuff done when you have that type of bond with folks. We need to start bonding around a counter productive movement, meaning we can't keep producing the shit that we're producing right now. We can't keep working in the systems that we're in right now and in the advocacy groups that we are in isolation to pretend like we don't really need a new, I hate to say a third way, because all a third way is, is is proximal to the two bad ways that came before you. And you don't want to be proximate to the Ge- two bad ge- ways. So. Geometrically, that's not true. You can, you can See, be, gonna be geometry. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not going to be in Reese group because his is going to be based on math and shit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> why yeah. are you going to bring geometry into I, it? I, I mean, I love it. I know, I know we're coming up on time. I think with the, and thank you for those solutions, Chris. I, I want to, you know, Ray and Reef too. Like, you know, what, what are your solutions that people can kind of leave and chew on? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I second, um, you know, what Chris said, I think this idea of unity, um, is so important and like how you're aligned. And I I think, and we've, we've spoken about this before, like, even if you can't start your own school yet, it doesn't mean that you can't band together and, and start a club, you know, like with, with children, like, and with a very specific reason, um, for it. Right. Like, and it, uh, whoever said this, uh, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, this idea like you may not be the person that, uh, you know, uh, is the biggest contributor. It may be that child that you're mentoring. It may be that youth that you're working with. Right. And so I think some of it, like put the ego away. It's not you. Right. Like think about Tupac. He said, I might not be the one that sparked the revolution. I might be the one to inspire the next generation too. And so I think part of it is that when in that freedom school tradition of train your replacements, actually do that. And your replacement, you want them to be able to run faster, swing harder and be freer than what we are, right? And so that means that is a very specific, deliberate investment in the next generation. Mm-hmm. A child, a youth, someone doing the work, right? And then the other piece is like this, this unity and this uh, institution building. How do we build institutions, right? And if, if, if somebody, if you come on the scene and you found your blackness in college or afterwards, you don't have, <laughs> you don't have to start a new organization. You can literally do an analysis, a landscape and say, where, where, who's doing the work? Let me join them, right? And again, it goes back to this ego. We talk about like spirituality. Ego kills spirituality. 
Right. If you always have to be, well, I got to be the boss and I got to start something new. And I got like how many new shit we're going to have? Like, it's, 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 Sharif, don't let these brothers drag you to Haram. I, I know, bro. I know that's straight up. Straight Sharif up. Came but, like, but I mean, I sometimes get it's frustrating. Like, everybody, like, no. They ain't on. They ain't on this. They ain't, they ain't on that. You hear it in the Islamic community. They ain't on the hawk. They ain't on the hawk. They ain't on the truth. They ain't on the other group is like, oh, they're, they're, and you just keep splintering. Every time you splinter, consider yourself a little bit more impotent. Every single time you splinter, consider. And then it doesn't mean that you you would never do it, but think deeply before you do it. Think about Malcolm as he evolved. Where was he at the end? It was like, you know what? We just need more light so that we can work together. Because at the end of the day. They don't care. When Amir Suleiman is hitting that, spitting that rhyme, he's like, they don't care right out of your Fendi, right out of your Gucci bag, right out of your Kente. They don't care. So you can care about that stuff. All the nuzzles, all They'll the buttons are pointed. At. Exactly. They'll bury exactly. you in it. Uh, Sharif, this, this point that you just made, I just want to jump on one piece of it. For all my people that are doing this work and killing it and killing the game, but are getting fatigued and frustrated Mm -hmm. and might want to be done. I've been calling my people this week. I've been checking in with my people because I just want you to know, like, I so want to be your cheerleader in your ear. Not just because we need you in the game and to stay in the game, but to Sharice's point right now, what I've said to three people at least this week is you being where you are killing it the way you are makes you proximal to somebody else who's watching you and are picking up skills from you and they're seeing what you're doing. And I've seen this more than once, like as somebody who's really sharp and doing this work, either in, in, um, in, uh, in organizing activism, philanthropy, whatever, they're picking up skills on how you organize, how they're learning. Right. And you have young people coming up and watching it all the time. And we don't have time to mentor every single person that wants mentorship from us. We really don't. But the one thing that we can do is stay in our positions, stand our ground, stay in our positions and help as many, many people as we can uh, with the skills. If I get one more person who starts something new, like you said, Sharif, and calls and asks, how do you do a budget or how you do a concept paper or how you do some of the basics? And I'm thinking, well, damn, we don't have a system for helping people do this, do we? Right. Charles, I've heard you say this before with young people. You're trying to put several young people on right now onto how do you do this? Mm -hmm. Everything that you do. I can't think of a better, better revolution building thing to do what you're doing with the young people right now. Fam, it's so I mean, I, when the, the sisters asked me to be a part, well, they said that they got some some white men in the book club. Uh, so that's another call out on the black man, brother. Uh, that's in there doing exactly. The work. That's another they call out showing up for the eight black hands uh, book. Club. Right. And, and it's, it ain't no mm. brothers in there. But I, I was the guest and they were asking me about it. And it was like and they asked me about it. And they said and I spoke right directly to what you said. They was like, why did you write this book? And I said, I wanted black moms and black dads and parents just to have three different navigation stories. That's it. Just just stories of like people that grew up in the in in worst circumstances that made it out. And here's what they did. Here's the shit that went well. Here's the stuff that didn't go well. Here go three stories to add to your toolkit. I think that like so I we just had that conversation and I'm one of those people it, it, just to be transparent with what Chris was saying. Not that I would leave education as a whole. Right. But my focus is 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 basically on the people that I care about, that I see, that I can touch. Right. Like because I'm tr- the older I get, the more I'm trying to I'm, I'm coming to terms with. I can't control 
It's some. It's just some things I can't control, and I got to do the best I can. And we fighting a mighty, a mighty enemy. Let's let's stop making jokes about other people for a minute, and let's just really look at what we up against. Right? We are up against a multi pronged group that is on code that don't like each other either that commit crimes <laughs> against each other too that talk about each other too that call each other rich snobs and white trash too but they have they have a code there is a code that they have that they all know you might see a handshake or whatever the case is what is your code what do you want that's the thing that i every group chris the thing that I'm talking to y'all about, and I'm going to send that to y'all, too, about this opportunity we got to work with a community. The big question we're going to ask them, what do you want? And watch how difficult it's going to be. Watch how difficult it's going to be in that room. And I think that we have to like really get to that place. But here's the thing that I'm going to shoot my people some bail in. And this is a, I always tell people this because I deal with hospitals. Somebody that grew up and, and feel in power. Right. These people might go to the doctor and like. They will tell the doctor exactly what's wrong with them. I did this. I did this. My arm hurts. But we've been hurting for so long. We've had no power for so long. We've been trained not to touch nothing. We've been told, don't break nothing in this store. Don't ask me for nothing. Don't embarrass me. So they get in there with a doctor and your doctor like, what's up? What's, what's hurting? He's like, it all hurts. Well, <laughs> what, what, what has happened, right? It just hurts. And you yelling and you screaming and they give you all they doing is giving you a lollipop and sending you back for testing. We are hurting and it's not fully our fault that we're hurting, but we have to figure out a way to diagnose that hurt and to pinpoint it, to start to heal it and then say what the hell we want. Now, that's a daunting ass task. But my role in that is I'm just I'm going hard on this agency thing. I get feedback. I get pushback. That ain't it. You got to do policy. Well, we got policy. We got policy at Brown versus Board. What happened with that? Brown versus Board was supposed to do something different. And guess what that structure did? Protected itself and fired our people. We fired our people and created a new network of, edu- of of jobs that are safer, the safest jobs in the country for white women that got black kids and brown kids. We've kind of done everything if you think about it. <laughs> we've kind of done everything, and but we just never did it all at the same time. We've tried policy. We've tried to burn and shit down. We've tried riots. We've tried black power. We've tried uh, um, being in the sunken place. Mm-hmm. We've tried, you know, being the, the one white, the one black man in a hundred white man think tank. And we've been the the, the Marcus Gar- Garvey Society, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. We've had beige people such as myself doing the beige thing. I mean, we We've done kind of everything. We just never did it all at the same time. I feel like we need a part two then. Uh-huh. We probably need a part two. And we need to do it all at the same time. We need agency. Yes. We need policy. Oh, we need a lot. Yes. We need a lot. Yeah, we need agency. We need policy. We need to be able to vote. Being being able to vote is kind of important. It's, it's a little bit important. Uh, I know that some people feel, oh, y'all, you just talk about vote. Mm-hmm. All them laws. You ever heard of something called a war on drugs? You know, elections have consequences. Three generations of people locked up, you know, while some were talking about, oh, voting don't matter. Oh, really? Don't. OK. All right. Well, you go ahead and pay that five hundred dollars for a phone call to your uncle in prison. Man. That's right. Because voting don't matter. Oh, Ray trying to jump in. Go ahead, brother. All right. So uh, we're seeing a whole lot of uh, opposition against 1619. A whole new show at the end. I love you, Ray. <laughs> this is his final uh, thoughts. Yeah, okay, right. all right. On Martin Luther King Day, uh, the 1776 Commission was released. What a waste of time! Historically inaccurate, 
whitewashed curriculum. Um, it, 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 it had challenges to American principles. The first the, and the number one challenge to American principles was slavery. That tells you everything that you need to know about the 1776 uh, um, project. But you folks that are out here uh, citing Martin Luther King, stop doing that shit. It upsets us every time you do it. It even upsets his daughter. I saw a tweet that uh, that said that uh, about white people that quote him. Yeah, white people to shame black white, people and tell them what to do. Like white, white people that quote MLK incorrectly in order to shame black folks to try to tell us what to do. Right? Stop doing that shit. Uh, and and uh, in 1963, um, MLK, uh, he said that we needed a special compensatory, we need special compensatory measures uh, for African-Americans. That's reparations, right? Quote that. In 1967, uh, and, and where where we go from here, he said uh, past discrimination against black folks justifies African-American programs. That's affirmative action. Quote that shit. Right. So you're going to quote things from MLK. Don't just quote the things that make you feel flowerly, flower, flowery, flower, flower, make you feel flowery. <laughs> flowery. God damn it. <laughs> Yo, nah, quote the right stuff. Right. We don't, we don't care about you going home feeling good about yourself. For 400 years, we have not felt good about ourselves based off of our treatment in this country. Right. So I can give two shits about if you feel good about yourself. I'm not here for that. I'm here to make sure that education is equitable for black and brown, for all kids, especially black and brown kids. Mm. Well, let's roll in the final thought. I think that was, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell you beforehand, so I want to make sure you get as much uh, time to have your final thought, Ray. So if you got some more, brother, as we wrap it in there, or if y'all want to keep going, I just got to run in a little bit, but y'all can keep the party going. I know Ray said he wanted them two hours, so I, I, I you know, get the people what Ray, they want. Ray's about to do a separate show. Hey man, you know, you know. Nah, we're, we're rolling the closing. That's cool. You, you go ahead, go ahead. If you got more, if you or if you need a, a minute, <laughs> need a minute. All right, Reef. Man, you know what? Like you know, we I think we've spoken a lot uh, today about you know uh, a lot of different things, but it keeps coming back to you know the lack of power, the lack of unity, um, and we see it in pockets. Like you know, not you know, shout out to folks who are doing the work, uh, building coalitions, uh, you know, like defending children, <laughs> you know, defending our children, building stuff for them. Uh, you know what? And we and we also I think you know another thing that really came up was this idea of like how often we've compromised. And, you know, when we were younger, you would say no compromise, no regrets. You know, we were like like we, we were done with the compromising. And I, and I often think about like how many times that we compromised and the, and our children have bear bore the brunt of it. Right. Like that compromise. You know, we were in this safe space, um, but our children, our children were not. Right. And so if we're if we're continuing, as I mentioned earlier, you know, that freedom school tradition of train our replacements and what that means. Chris, you talked about this idea of mentorship and sponsorship. You know, I, I you know, I don't think there I don't think there are a lot of new ideas that have to be formed. Mm. I think we just have to make a commitment to the things that we've shown. There is a there's a black blueprint that had, that showed progress. There's a black blueprint and an intellectual, spiritual and cultural ideology that has been passed on like that. You know, we can't talk about like, oh, our ancestors and we're you know, I'm so sick of like, oh, there, we're the uh, the 
prayers of our ancestors manifested like, no, you're not. No, you're actually not. <laughs> our ancestors actually prayed for something much more radical, something much more, much different. So let's stop thinking that we've arrived and thinking like you as an individual are the prayers of your ancestors. There's no such thing. The ancestors were praying for a collective. Because mm-hmm. right? when you start looking at yourself as an individual, it allows the other camp to point to an individual and say, F the rest of y'all, you got Obama. F the rest of y'all, you got Kamala. F the rest of y'all, you got that person. You got that millionaire. You got that. Like, stop. Stop. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, that and uh, I saw it on uh, on Twitter, right? Like, and it, it spoke to that Tupac uh, statement about, you know, sparking the, the next generation. Your greatest contribution to the universe may not be something that you do, but someone you raise, someone you mentor, someone you support. Right. And so let's make sure we're doing that to build that cohesion. When Malcolm said the most radical thing you can do is build a strong, cohesive unit. Mm. So that's what we do. The most revolutionary thing you can do is build a strong, cohesive unit. So that's what I'm committed to. That strong, cohesive unit, that to me is the foundation. It has always been the foundation. No new friends, hey, no new ideas. Like, let's do commit to what we were doing before that was making progress. Mm. Chris. <laughs> um, I think we just uh, I, I end where I started. Uh, we're in a moment where there's a lot that's possible. There could be lots of opportunity for us to do something different right now. The, the thing that is the same that has always been the same is, is that we have a nation of children that we call our own, that we love, that we say that we love, who we know for a fact are not getting all that they need to actually be winners in the next generation. And we're going to die. We're going to die off at some point, and they're going to be the ones carrying the torch forward. And are we setting them up? Right now, we're not. Right now, we are doing our best that we can. It's not to give us a hard time. We're doing the best that we can with what we have, with where we are. But we have to do better And by better, I mean smarter, more united, more organized uh, on their behalf. And be clear, when Charles says we need, what is our goal? What do we want? These are the things that we need to be clarifying with each other first and then sticking to our guns and and, and then making some national demands for those things rather than sitting at other people's table. So no permanent friends, no permanent enemies, only permanent interests are permanent interests for black people who are still not free. Still not 100% free. There was never that magic date and time that gave us a before and after our oppression. It's like it didn't end. So uh, our permanent interest is for always for our next generation to be so ruthlessly trained and educated that they can cut through all of the white supremacist nonsense that will uh, trap them in systems that are meant to keep them behind. And we know this to be true. So no permanent friends, no permanent enemies. But the time to talk about that is right now because some of our friends are actually going the wrong direction. They're actually working against our liberation in ways that are powerfully important for us to pay attention to right now. So my my final word, uh, call me. Call me. Let's, Let's start having private conversations. Let's talk about what we can do one to one and five to five and 25 to 25 in secret, without a budget, without a website, without a Twitter handle, without a grant, without a net on a wire for our kids. Let's make them phone calls. 
Thank you for that, man. I, you know, as I roll into mine, uh, and I see Toya in there lobbying for a, a, a Patreon call. I can't do it, but maybe the fellas can. But, you know, one of the things I'll say is, one, I appreciate you, brothers. I, I, I Let's make no mistake about it, that this show comes from a very genuine place for all four of us as we tend to occupy some spaces and you see some stuff and you know what I'm saying? And y'all, we've all had to reconcile some things for people on people's behalf. And then they probably disappoint you. Um, so I just want to shout that out. Cause I also think that there's a, a bit of personal loss and even us as four black men, we can talk about like some of that shit just hurts. I, 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 I don't want to speak for anybody else, but if I vouch for you with my friends after they were talking about like what we worried about you doing, and then you go and do that shit on a bigger platform, like that's just hurtful. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to just say you I'm wounded on that on, on, on some level. Cause I thought you was better than that. Um, and we've all fallen short. So that, that don't mean you can't come back, but it does mean like you should listen to these people that I got this to say. So thank you, Ray, Chris and, uh, and reef on that. You know, somebody gave me. And the other thing is schools ain't the only places, y'all. Like we can get back to organizing in these boys clubs and girls clubs and in these religious rooms and stuff like that. Like that's where we used to do it. Like I learned so much. I guess I'm going to say this again, y'all. I got so much more from the boys club on Meltzer in West Oakland than I ever did from Lafayette and Westlake combined. I got so much more from there. Um, Cause it was all my people. It was culturally where it needed to be. And I got lessons every single day and people protected me. I almost was a cat was going to give me $20 to run this bag from here to there. And Sam Cobb, who is now doing great things was our coach. And I don't even know if you remember this, man, he, him, that dude, Hey man, if I ever see you talk to that kid again, you talk to that one again, you and I going to have a real price. that to a fucking dope dealer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was more protected in that space than I ever was at any of these public schools. Finally, and this came from probably a friend offering some feedback, but I got a, I got blind feedback and it said what I keep saying. This is a critique on how I work is there's always a project after project. For example, I'm going on a speaking tour. I'm writing a book, People's Literacy Fund, et cetera. They all take up mental energy. And how does it all fit? Well, man, let me answer that. Uh, speaking tour, I train. We train more than 2000 young people about A through G, what needs to happen, how they could check that shit on their own. And those kids are actually doing pretty well. And 500 parents also got trained uh, that now noticed that didn't know it before. Uh, People's Literacy Fund, we got, I gave away $100,000 directly to people in the community. Many of my friends in philanthropy said, that is a terrible idea. How are you going to keep those people responsible and all that stuff? Then they saw it worked. And then there's just a few other places that are now doing it. Sometimes I get names. Sometimes I don't. Some of those people have come back and we working on some stuff now. But that, that goes that. OK, cool, because nobody gave me it fucking hundred grand when I needed it. Okay. And then, well now, not as a child. And then like writing a book, I just met with a group of moms that took so much encouragement from those stories. When I was writing it, I, I wrote, I wrote it with and for black moms, parents that needed some positive navigation tales and stories. The thing that Chris was saying around, I do so much because so much is needed. One of those things by itself, don't do it. And I'm with, if you with people, it is hard to be focused on that one thing and you see other people starving, hurting, bleeding or whatever the case is. So, Chris, I think when we talk about this in the next episode, it's hard when you in it to just do one thing because it's like, well, I'm focusing on this. But, brother, I'm I'm hungry. I'm starving. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just old school Sunday, Sunday school classes. Right. Jesus going to show up as the as the poor person. He's going to show up as the hungry person. He's going to show up as the person in pain. So I like this show so much because we didn't have 
concrete answers, right? It wasn't just concrete lines. It's really us processing in the moment. And uh, even that last part probably didn't make a lot of sense. I'm just saying all four of the brothers on this thing do a lot of stuff, probably beyond our capacity, probably got told we doing too much, probably got told that ain't the right thing to do. But then as soon as we do one thing, they gonna say, well, y'all don't do enough. What y'all, what A Black Hands, what, what they, y'all just going, y'all just got a show. Y'all just got this. So that's the experience I think of a, a lot of black people and brown people that's in this work is that they either not doing enough or they doing too much and they hear that out of in the same day. So I don't <laughs> we back where we started, man. But I appreciate it. And Chris, um, I know that I normally need to close the show out, but you know, I you was a large inspiration for this episode. So I think you should have the honor of uh of closing us out. And I'm totally down for a part two. And again, y'all, sorry for my tardiness. It was out of my control. Look at Ray's face. Ray, what you what you thinking, bro? Well, Ray, I'm sorry. Ray, Ray and Chris. It was both of y'all. I just heard both of y'all talk. Jesus, bro. It was, I'm sorry, y'all. It was Raymond Ankrum Sr. Raymond uh, Ankrum, comma, SR, period. Okay. Right. And, hey, and hey, citizen, hey, brother. I wasn't trying to slight you, bro. I'm no, tired. Not at all. I don't take it like that, man. Hey, listen, prayers to your family. Um, mm-hmm. and, and everybody in, in the in the audience, if you could send a uh Prayer, Charles and his family, man. His brother's been going through a lot this year, so prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on that Patreon call, so just so y'all know, I'm here. I'm here. I'm coming, and then I'm, I'm bringing some energy that y'all ain't never seen before. Well, y'all saw it tonight, but I got the same energy. You actually wound up. You wasn't bad, right? Yeah, I mean, you you were fine. I think Chris and Reef. Reef cursed. Reef had haram on it. Like he, you know what I'm saying? Reef got to go repent after this episode. So, time in 118 shows that Reef is cursed. I know. He, yes, he, and he got to talk about that on the mat tomorrow. So, yeah. So <laughs> Tonight. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, he can't, go ahead, brother. Pray for us, too. Can you, brother? I know I'm Baptist, B, but, you know, I don't, think, I don't think no prayers hurt. Human beings are human beings, bro. Yeah. But, go, but Ray, Ray and Chris can finish this out. Chris, got it. I appreciate everybody for listening and watching. Listen, man, anytime that we can all come together to talk about our kids and their education is a great day. And uh, I appreciate you all for listening, for watching, for sharing, for bringing so much heat in the comments. This this is what exits on to keep going. So share the show, share with the friends, share it with family uh, and make those phone calls. Call your five, call your five, call your five. I do got uh, one. So, all right. Let's do, let's, let's, let's so, do the, 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 how we not going in. Go ahead, Ray. So, Ed. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. This is all messed no, up. End, 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 end it. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, bro. yeah. At 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 9 p.m. Central. The unpublished show is here daily. We're about right. man breezy bringing the heat and the thunder. I am a resident of the unpublished show, meaning that I'm probably the most the person that's there the most besides Reform Fridays. So make sure you come check it out, drop comments, share it, love it. Thank you guys for everything Appreciate that you y'all. do. Um, next week we'll uh we'll, we'll check in. See you next week. Uh, peace and love. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, Elmeki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.